Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rub. Today is Saturday, April 30th, and this is episode 165. We will be wrapping up the first round of the NBA playoffs, as well as looking forward to the second round. You can hear my dog barking in the background. We'll deal with it. Um, to do all this, I will be joined by my good friend Alex Cantor and my father. Alex, how you doing? Doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day. I'm in San Francisco in the in the land of the Warriors. So oh, yeah. happy. Playoff season. Um, Dad, how are you? Well, other than wanting to kill my dog, I'm doing really well. Uh, <laughs> glad to join you guys. All right. Um, well, I want to start it off with the biggest series from the first round was the Celtics Nets. In everyone was picking before this series for it to go seven games, and it did. Obviously, the Celtics swept them. What is your biggest takeaway from this series, Alex? Is it the Celtics are fucking good or the Nets have serious problems or a mixture of both? So I, I think a lot about, about this series, and I think it, it, it goes to show that to win a championship in the NBA, you need one, a superstar, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the, like, that's the bare minimum, but that's not uh, going to get you a championship in and of itself. Right, mm-hmm. the 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 Nets they have so much talent, um, but they haven't played enough together. They had no continuity. Um, their bench isn't that deep. And yes, you have these two superstars. Um, you have a third who is not playing, but it, it just goes to show that you need these other things to actually win a a playoff series, right? Um, and and on top of that, the Celtics are really really good. <laughs> yeah, the you you mentioned the continuity aspect of it. The Celtics are the complete opposite. On every single defensive possession, they are all locked in. And, I mean, that's how good you have to be to stifle Durant the way they did. Dad, takeaways from Nets Celtics. I agree with what Alex just said. I think time spent together is undervalued in the NBA. And if you go back and look at a lot of the great teams of the past, they have role players that were there for a long period of time. There just wasn't as much turnover. And then the other thing is, is that that game, that series to me was sort of the changing of the guard, Tatum kind of stepping up and being a superstar that can beat a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And the Nets were just kind of a mess all year. I mean, they had the talent like on paper, but if you watch that team over the course of the season, there was just so much drama from the COVID yeah. stuff to the, can he play, can he not play, to Ben Simmons. I mean, it was just a total mess. And Ben Simmons is a joke. Yeah, Ben Simmons is a joke. I think um, I think he should. you should be able to fine him for what he was wearing on the sideline on the bench. If you're like Kevin Durant or Kyrie, aren't you like, dude, wear a fucking Nets shirt. Like, why are you wearing bright orange and, like, leather green shorts? Like, what what are we doing? KD's got to be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Or do you think Ben Simmons is just completely lost in his own world? And I is Ben Simmons done? Yes. This, this is the part that's so interesting about Ben Simmons is he's so good. Like, I, I think that Ben Simmons can play on any team in the NBA. Like, his style of basketball uh, – you know, he can really he can run an yeah. offense, and he can be a facilitator. I, I think that he had a really bad program in Philly. Like, I don't think Philly is is uh, in any way a premier organization for like a young player to come to. Um, you know what they're actually going to be in their career, 
but we just haven't seen him play anywhere else. Like we haven't seen him do anything in, you know, over a year now. And um, I, I'm just so confused why the Nets ever leaked any inclination that he was going to play in the series. That made no sense to me, right? Like, why would you ever say that Ben Simmons might play in the game four? One, why you're not going to come back from 3-0. Yeah. And two, it just puts Ben Simmons in a really odd position, whether he's going to play or not play. Um, and now we're all going in. Like, he could have just not played the entire time, and we all probably would still be unhappy with him. But now we're, like, double unhappy with him because he potentially could have played and then didn't play. Yeah, it makes no sense to put that info out there. You got to wonder, maybe that's clutch sports in a way, putting out there for whatever agenda they have, which, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, he literally came out and said that, his back issue comes back randomly when he experiences stress. So I don't, you're in the NBA, dude. And you obviously imagine have something Larry to Bird prove. Saying that. I mean, imagine Jordan saying that. Mm-hmm. And I it's, don't know if there is a place for him in today's NBA because he's a ball handler that can't shoot in a three-point shooting league. He can't shoot well, free throws either. You got to take him out at crunch time. He's like Shaq, but at point guard. I mean, he yeah. can't make a 10-foot jump shot, and he's broken mentally. Is he's there a hypothetical world, broken. though, where he you surround Ben Simmons with four shooters, and you put him in like a, I mean, this is disrespectful to Draymond, but like a Draymond light role? I mean, again, that's assuming he wants to play and stuff, like which is the hard part. But I think there is a level where he could be successful. He has the tools defensively, and I mean, I mean the shooting level. breathes. It's a role player that can't play in crunch time because he can't make a free throw. You can't, everyone yeah. runs a five out. They all sit at the three point line. Why would you even bother covering him? You're seeing what it's, they're doing to Draymond. He's a, he's a mess. Yeah. It's so odd because I think like the, on the Ben Simmons piece of it, the glass half full perspective is that you have a story where he, you know, maybe he doesn't go to Philly right away. Right. He goes to another organization and he ends up, you know, like Kawhi, right? Like Kawhi came out of San Diego State, could play defensively. No one ever thought it was going to be a superstar and could not shoot the ball for, you know, to save his life. Mm-hmm. And he ends up at the, you know, within the shooting organization and teaching of the San Antonio Spurs and becomes a superstar. You know, like you can go through that progression. Uh, but I agree, Jeff, like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't see a pathway now for Ben Simmons to take on that workload and become that player. Like, I, I just don't see it. I don't think that he's spending the time doing that. Certainly um, not at that price point or value. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you can find a place for him if you can pick him up for nothing and not need him and baby him along. Maybe. You don't see a lot of guys become great shooters. It's kind of something yeah. you have or you don't. people do develop it i mean yeah if ben simmons were to play have played in game four over under five minutes into the second half or first half is he getting hack a fat hack a shacked like if you're playing ben simmons in a playoff game doesn't every coach in the nba immediately go and put him on the foul line even more so because of all the stuff he's put out there i think so you you can't shoot but then just apply the pressure i mean like if you if I was playing Ben Simmons, that's exactly what you would do, right? You'd force him on the line and say, "Okay, then then let's then show it, let's do it." Um, yeah, where you just whether he miss, yeah, yeah, it's just treat him like know. Tony Allen. I would love to hear. Completely. 
I would love to hear like Kevin Durant speak openly about this. You know, like oh, I, Kevin Durant just loves the game of basketball so much. And he probably, it just seems like he's a guy that says like, you know, I love basketball regardless of all this other stuff. Like KD just wants to play basketball. Like he just wants to hoop. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would just be so curious. Like what, like does, when he see Ben Simmons in the locker room, is he just like, dude, how do you not love the game of basketball so much to start playing again? You know? KD's got to think so lowly of Ben Simmons. I mean, seriously, what do you think? Wouldn't you love to be there when he heard that he couldn't, his back hurt when he got stressed? And what do you think I, his immediate reaction to that was? It's like, and Katie, of like maybe any player in the modern NBA would react like the harshest to something like that. And it's just mind boggling to me. That if you have a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, obviously they're older. You're gunning for a championship. You're not trying to have a dynasty, really. The fact that you pair them with a guy like Ben Simmons just seems so reckless and I'd just like to see dumb. what Riley, what Riley and Spolstra could do with him. Those are the guys to mentally build him up and take care of him. Alex is right. He needs the perfect situation and, and, and no pressure. Yeah, he needs. Yeah, yeah. He needs just to play in for like he needs to play on a team that wins fifteen games and not on national TV for for a year and let him just send figure him, shit send out. Send him to Orlando. Send him to Orlando. But <laughs> also, how do you even if he's good you, on a good yeah. team? He just needs to not be the guy they need to do anything. Like even even if he's on like the Heat right now, if you just don't you don't need him at all. He's all gravy. Bring him in fifteen mm-hmm. minutes a game. The Supermax contract is just the, the thing I mean, that fucks it all up. Yeah, it's got paid before he played. Mm-hmm. Alex, do you have anything else on this before we go to Warriors Nuggets? Um, the last thing I'll say here on that is I don't understand how Ben Simmons can sit there. You've been in, a, you've been in the league for one more year, right, than Jason Tatum. And you're sitting there watching Jason Tatum be great. I mean, you're 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 sitting there for four games watching – him become a superstar um and i think that i think that's the last takeaway is that like the way that the oh. east is set up right now is that without chris middleton on the bucks without joel Embiid playing in philly uh jason tatum has a real shot to take the celtics all the way and like he is the man in in the east right now and it's awesome to watch i mean it's so cool um yeah it's a changing of the guard, like you mentioned, Dad. One thing I you that just came to mind when you're saying that, Alex. Not only does he see Jason Tatum, who's a year younger than him, right in front of him, just take over. Brandon Ingram, the second pick in the uh, draft with Ben Simmons, balling out. Jalen Brown, the third pick in that draft with Ben Simmons, balling out. So, I mean, he's gotten completely passed by his peers, and the whole idea of like the potential of what he could be has kind of held him up for a while, and that's all crashing down. Warriors beat the Nuggets in five games. You you love to see that. Um, they gave away. I think they could have swept. They didn't have too much intensity in game four. But the main takeaway from this series for me, Alex, is we got to finally see the Warriors three-guard lineup, death lineup with Andrew Wiggins and Draymond in full effect. And when it is on, my God, it is terrifying with those three guards. Um, talk about that a little, talk about what you liked seeing from the Warriors in this first round. 
So there's a couple things I think were, were my main takeaways for the Warriors in this playoff series. One is that we're seeing Draymond be Draymond again. And I think that's like the most important part, right? Like Clay looks really good. Steph looks good. Jordan Poole obviously rose to, to being a much greater player, but that's all connected with Draymond being in shape and playing really good defense, right? Um, the other thing is that I thought it was so funny, just the, the national news cycle there for those first three games, you know, basically saying that Jordan Poole is the GOAT. I've watched a lot of Warriors basketball. I've seen Jordan Poole put up 35 points in a game. And then the next game, he scores two points. So I thought it was so <laughs> funny. It was so funny to watch that because the entire time I'm thinking, yeah, like this is really cool and I love it. And when Jordan Poole is scoring, you know, 30 plus a game, we're in a really good position. But this isn't going to be our team. Like Jordan Poole is not our main guy throughout the playoffs. Uh -huh. uh, it was great to see. It showed like, the, I, I think the peak of what the Warriors can be, offensively at least. Um, but that's why I think that that game five was so important is Steph taking over and being like, I'm Steph Curry. I'm going to win this game. Fuck all the rest of this other stuff going on. I'll just win it and we'll go to the next series. And he talked about mm -hmm. it in the post game too. He's like, I think we forgot how to close out a series uh, a little bit. And I think it was really good for him to get back into that rhythm. They look really good. And I think, again, I think that all starts with Draymond. And yep. then, you know, we see it in these other players. The Draymond defense on Jokic is just... I mean, it's not shocking because we've watched Draymond for so long, but just what he's able to do when he's locked in defensively, he's the best defensive player I've ever seen in my life. I'm, I am young. So like dad, you'd say Pippen. Uh, I think Draymond, like Pippen I didn't get to Pippen or okay. Rodman. All right. Well, in modern Michael, 21st century Cooper was really good too. Michael Cooper was good. And the guy that, that people don't put on that list who was right there is Jordan. Jordan was an unbelievable defender. Okay. Sorry, well, what is what? No, you're good. What is your takeaway on this Warriors Nuggets series? Uh, talk first no. before you go. Warriors, give us a little Jokic. What? Give us some Jokic love. I know you like watching him play. I mean, we were just talking about how great Draymond played, but go look at Jokic's numbers. He was still completely balling out. He's with nothing. He was, yeah, with not a lot of help. They miss Jamal Murray so much in Denver. If that guy had not gotten hurt, he was playing at such a high level. They would have been a problem. Um, Steph's great. I think it was interesting watching Jordan Poole go back to the bench. Like, he's a he's another guy that a lot of his issues are between his ears. Like, his con not bad, but his confidence level is all. So, I, I was concerned a little bit to see the game five. He was just, like, not there at all. Yeah, because GP2 give him great minutes. Um, I like watching him play, and he's a much better defender than Poole, and that was sort of my other takeaway. The Warriors have problems with size down low. They just don't have the bodies to match up. They, they're going to need Kaminga if they're going to match up against a guy like Giannis. Or a and guy you look like at Memphis. Tatum. Yeah, and Memphis has – we haven't talked about them yet, but I got a lot to say about Memphis. I mean, I love that team. I mean, that's saying as a Warriors fan, but they have some guys that are the opposite of Ben Simmons. It, all they yeah. want to do is win, like Dylan Brooks and some of these other guys, but I digress. So yeah. overall, though, Steph and Clay appear to be back. Um, Draymond that's my biggest takeaway. Had a Clay. great defensive series. Also. Dude, they don't even cover him. I mean, they leave him complete. It's a, it's a problem with spacing. I mean, they would nice to – he can't shoot at all. 
Um, and he knows it, and everyone else does too. So you see with, when he goes into the lane, they don't even look for him to shoot. So he just has to bring it all on the defensive end. They can't win without him. Mm-hmm. But you know, a very long-time Warriors fans through the, the down days, there, I had some concerns in that series with their ability to handle athleticism, especially guys who are kind of big. Aaron Gordon was a problem for them. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon's yeah. not that good. When the Nuggets decided, hey, let's just crash the glass as hard as we can in game five. I mean, That's shit, I they got like four or five offensive rebounds in the same possession, I think, Alex. It's definitely a problem. But when we look at the, the size problems that we just mentioned with the Warriors, who is going to punish the Warriors more than Nikola Jokic? Nikola Jokic is the best big man in the league. Giannis is going to hurt him, but it's a little different. I mean, this is a tough matchup when we're talking about how the Warriors are small. It's gonna. It looks a lot worse when you're playing Jokic compared to, and no shade at DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is not going to punish the Warriors like Jokic just did. Jokic is probably the person who's going to punish them for being small more than any person in the league now that, well, especially Kyle in Beach. Valanciunas is going to be a problem for the Warriors, not because he's going to go put up 30. Well, he's on the he's Pelicans. Gonna... Oh, that's right. The Grizzlies traded him. They have Stephen Adams, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Stephen Clark. Brandon Adams Clark's going to be a problem. problem. Brandon Clark's going to be a problem. Jaron Jackson is going to be a problem. Okay, well, we're here. Grizzlies beat T-Wolves in six. Dad, you mentioned you uh, you liked what you saw from the Grizzlies. Talk about the Grizzlies, and then Alex, uh, we'll go to you. Uh, John Moran is my favorite player to watch in the, in the league right now. His athleticism is insane. I saw something on ESPN where they were saying he has the same blocking radius as Clint Capella. He has huge arms. He can finish at the rim. Everyone's afraid of getting dunked on by him. If this guy's three-point shot gets a little better, he's going to be the best player in the league. If he can stay healthy, which is a big if for a guy his size. He reminds me of Iverson. He's He just throws his body around with incredible athleticism. He has no fear. Uh, the Grizzlies are good. The Grizzlies, I mean, they got a lot of guys I like on that team. So Took them six games to beat the T-Wolves, though. They're young. They're going to have off nights. They're going to do dumb stuff. But that'll Alex, probably get the Warriors past them. Is that factor. Uh, Experience is huge in the playoffs. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think the Grizzlies, I, you know, watching this first round of the playoffs, I just couldn't help but think when, you, when we talk about, you know, changing of the guard, it feels like these series are all going to be about, thing. right? Yeah. Like, it, it's this idea that you have these young guns versus these guys who have done it before. Right, like that's what I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome watching this Warriors Memphis series because it's right. They, we already played them last year and we lost. And they don't like and each other. <laughs> These teams they don't, don't like each other. Because that's really the story they, of the league going back as long as I've watched it. Is you see these great players become great and then Father Time kicks in. Exactly, and I think that's why it's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome watching. And I think when we when you look around the league, you know. Even these teams that have lost, right? Anthony Edwards, Brandon Ingram, like these other guys, Zion Williamson coming back to that team. Like there's so many young guns that are so exciting to watch. And I think it's going to be just this amazing ex- exemplification in the in the Warriors series, right? We're going to watch Steph and Jaw go at it. I mean, what more do you want in a playoff series, right? And on the other side, you have Giannis and Tatum going at it. And it's going to be- You also have Luka versus CP3. <laughs> Yeah, you have Luca CP3. I mean, it, it just, it, it's just, the league is, uh, it's, it's an amazing right spot. Now. It I is mean, so the league good. is in such a good place that when we talk, you know, I, I feel like 
Brian probably, you know, four, four years ago when we were really in watching almost every single game, you have these teams, you're like, yeah, I'm going to watch them because they're kind of interesting. You could watch any team in the NBA right now and find something interesting. Minus like Orlando, uh, Portland. Or, yeah, I, really struggle. I don't know. I could watch I Cole really... Anthony. I could watch Cole Anthony. But it's, I don't know. I love Memphis. Um, it's going to be an awesome series. It feels like we have superstars on the Warriors versus one Memphis team. And um, I don't know. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. The playoffs are so great, but you, know, it, you really appreciate it after sort of slogging through the meaningless regular season, which is tough. This goes but back you... to my argument with Brian all the time that they should just let everyone in the playoffs. And cut down the season by 20 games. I that's I mean I think they should just cut down the season by 20 games and get rid of the plan and just have 16 teams make it. That's Let me. I'm all in. Free um, for all like the NC2A. What are your guys uh would you buy stock in Carl Anthony Towns? Have you sold it? What uh, an up and down series for him. Um Alex Carl Anthony Towns. I'm I'm out. I'm out. I can't stand him. I can't <laughs> He's stand a two him. guy. He's a two guy. He's never yeah. going to be a number one. He he needs he needs. You know it's funny. It's like you want. I want to say, and he needs like a guy to to come in and call the shots and be the number one. Yet he had that with Jimmy Butler, and obviously that didn't work. Didn't like work. he seems like a guy that needs to be a two, exactly like you said, Jeff. But has the mental fortitude to be I'm a one. And I think that that's going to be so confusing, especially in the um, when the Timberwolves get into these clutch moments. When the ball's so coming down dumb. the court, you have D'Angelo Russell trying to take a last-minute shot when it, the ball should be going through Anthony Edwards. Um, they, they don't have, He's uh, they don't have a hierarchy. Without they don't have a hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. He's Scotty Pippen without Jordan. Doesn't have I the mean, mental toughness to do it. Disappears at important moments. Can't carry a squad. He He's has some of the him. dumbest fouls I've ever seen. Like when he is in serious foul trouble, he will get a over the back foul on the other side of the court. He just really like mentally like just checks out. And I, I mean, I think that that's also the T-Wolves are a young team. And this is, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has been in the league for a bit, but maybe this is just 24, 25. He's still ridiculously young. Yeah. So in we'll five see. years, he'll be 29. And have five more years in the league, he'll be bigger. Uh, but his attitude they... is he ever going to become like he's not going to be a number one, but he doesn't he's need to be need that. But if you're a number two, you need to have a little fuck you in him, and he doesn't, or it's fake and it's weird. Yeah, it's they awkward. need some toughness. They need mm-hmm. they need a guy like Jimmy Butler <laughs> <laughs> until they until they fight each other, yeah, <laughs> which um, might tell you a lot. I mean, Jimmy Butler went to the Heat, Carl Anthony Towns stayed there, he's just kind of soft. Yeah, Mavs beat the Jazz in six with that with Luca missing the first like two three games. Alex, uh, is this the end of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert on the Jazz together? Yeah, I think I may have chose Utah to win that series. I've always thought like they've got to win one. How can we have this same team? <laughs> like I've always gave them the benefit of the doubt. Like at some point, they have the um, I think they're in the top three most wins or number one most regular season wins over the past three seasons. Like. How is it that you crumble? I, I think um, Ryan Rosillo was talking about this, that for the last five years that they've made into the playoffs, they defensively drop every single year when they get into the playoffs. And um, 
I think that is the last time we see this same team because we've, they've done it. They've done it over and over again. Um, and it just takes one Luca to beat them. Like you, you can't lose to the Mavericks. Jalen Brunson. Didn't, it didn't even take one. He wasn't even yeah, there the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, um, if you're not, if you're not getting over the hump of the Mavs, you're not getting over the hump of getting into the Western conference finals, nor a championship. Um, but you also have some big contracts. <laughs> Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is a top five worst defender in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell has value, but Rudy Gobert is a dinosaur that nobody wants anymore in a shooting league. I think there will surprisingly be a market for Rudy Gobert if they choose to trade him. I would I mean, sell I high on Donovan Mitchell, though. I'd sell Donovan Mitchell that. right now. He's making like $26 million a year, Rudy Gobert. Who's taking that on? I mean, With Mitchell, you could move. You could move Mitchell what if, and probably get a decent value. What Who if you move Rudy Gobert? I have an idea. What if you move Mitchell out, you get a bunch of young guys, draft picks, whatever. You trade Rudy Gobert to the Brooklyn Nets for Ben Simmons. That would be – I would do that if I was Utah. I just think Rudy Gobert is meaningless in today's NBA. And you saw it in that Mavs series, watching him, like, out trying to defend the perimeter while they're running a five out. They're, yeah, I think it's so tough because you down can't – He can't – the only reason a guy like that matters is if he's – can then on his end of the floor dunk in your face, and he can't. And mm-hmm. he can't. He's not. He's not Joel. And, and the the problem with if you keep Gobert, I think, is that you can't modify your <clears throat> style of play that much. Whereas if you keep Mitchell, like you can move Mitchell to a to point guard, and then yeah, bring he in like be. a true bring in a true two, um, and then you can start to modify your style, right? And Dude, and start he, mapping up better with other teams Andre in the He's DeAndre oh. Jordan. Oh. He can defend oh. the rim. What else can he do? They don't – I mean, they don't pass him the ball. He shot like four – I think Would he you? averaged four shot attempts a game in the series. <laughs> he, he can't make it from two feet. We were saying Ben Simmons can't shoot. I mean, Rudy Gobert can dunk. That's it. And Rudy Gobert has the balls to go on the court too. Um, 76ers beat the Raptors in six. Um a fun Raptors team this year. Uh, a lot of, like, uh, Scotty Barnes was fun to see. Um, unfortunately, their season comes to an end, but it kind of doesn't matter. The 76ers win, but Joel Embiid has a fractured face, a r- right orbital bone, and is out indefinitely. So the 76ers are going to get steamrolled by the Heat without him. He'll, he'll uh, be, Embiid will be back sooner than you think. The fractured face? Yeah, he will. He'll put a ma- they'll have a mask on. He's the first guy that had that. He's probably going to be down for, he probably has a huge black eye because you know, his eye might be swollen shut. But once that happens, he'll wear a mask and play. Alex, any chance the 76er team has against the Heat? No. No. Uh, like, I don't think Bam, Bam had a great series, but Bam will be better, you know. Uh, hmm. to, I mean, if, if Joel's not there, Bam will crush him. Um, and I think that Bam is a good enough player to handle at least some part of what Joel's bringing to the table. Yeah. Um, Maxi is great. But again, I think when we talk about experience too, like you're going up against Kyle and Jimmy and some of these other guys that, uh, and Spolstra, like when you talk about experience in the playoffs, you know, they're going to eat Harden. I think that they're going to crush Harden. I, I, it was nice to see Harden like play well, I thought. Like that was finally. Nice to see. Um, 
but yeah, he had like what his first dunk since like January or something, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, I, again, I think the Heat are the Heat are really good, and and again, I think we've been saying this like since we started talking about playoff basketball is the Heat are constantly overlooked, just over and over and over. And I think that they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and pretty easily. And and I hate to disrespect them again at that point. I think that they'll lose either, uh, you know, Milwaukee or Boston, but they'll definitely beat beat. Um, Philly, for sure. Dude, the Heat made Trey Young average 15 points a game. Yeah, that was brutal. That was brutal to watch. That, that one last possession where, I mean, Trey can't even get a shot off. It's like, man, this is like watching a, like an AAU game where they just run like a box and one, and they say, let's just double this guy every time he touches yeah. the ball. I mean, he was dominated. The Heat are, I, I love the Heat. I love Pat Riley. I like Spolster. They're just, they're the perennial. The they're the perennial like playoff team. Like we talk about the Jazz and how they go down in the regular or in the playoffs. I feel like the Heat are the opposite of the Jazz. They have a bunch of like people who just have give no fucks and are gonna fight. And also Tyler Hero, defensively not Tyler good. Hero. But my God, that dude can score the basketball. I love Tyler Hero. I love Spolstra. <laughs> I love Riley sitting there watching. He's gone gray now. I, I love the Heat's franchise. Ryan and I were talking about this recently. Like if you were a player you could go to any team that had zero players on their roster but their coach and gm and all that shit was there and and it would be where do you want to live right and what organization do you want to play for i said miami i would go to riles and spolstra and live in south florida every time yeah yeah they 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 have they have like the organizational structure and i think something that people discount is like Playoff basketball is so different than regular season basketball, like the actual style of play, right? Like it, it slows down. Defensive get defensive um, like structure gets more difficult. It's harder to score. And Everyone knows if, what if you're, you're the Miami do. Heat, yeah, if you're the Miami Heat, you're like, that's how we play. This is what we do. Jimmy Butler's probably thinking, this is I've been doing this all year. Like we don't have to modify our style as much as other teams have to modify their style in the playoffs. Like, for example, the Warriors. Like, we can do – the Warriors can play whatever style they want all the regular season. But now in the playoffs, we got to, like – we're like a chessboard because we can't – you know, we, we have to match up so differently. Whereas I think the Heat, they can just continue playing their same style almost regardless of who they're playing. They're just yeah. devastating defensively. If I'm we get – um, I'm looking forward to seeing Butler and Harden match up. That's I think, going to be fun. Jimmy Butler is going to eat him alive. And it'll be a little Jimmy Butler saying, fuck you, Philly, because of his time there. Um, next thing I want to talk about, guys, Bucks. They beat the Bulls in five. Fun year for DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls, but sadly, nothing there. Chris Middleton is the big injury here, so it sounds like he's going to miss the second round as well. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is so good that I don't want to say the Bucks can't win it all without Chris Middleton. But... The Bucs can't win it all without Chris Middleton. They need him. He put up 40 in game five of the finals last year. Chris Middleton is a great defender. He is a great closer alongside Giannis. Um, I think that the Bucs are that good that they'll stay in a series with the Celtics or whoever they play like they could win. But I, I think you need Middleton. He's so crucial to them. I'm not betting against the Bucs in the East. And I think Drew Holiday is the guy that's going to make that difference. He's legit. And yeah. I just think Giannis is the best player in the world. He's by far the best player in the league right now. He can do everything. 
And so he's you think- great. He's he's a good guy. He, he I love you. Wants to win. He's still dunk in your face. He's he's a beast. Yeah. There's How a couple guys. I mean, there. The, I feel like this. Uh, the the Bucks Boston series is so great because you know Giannis is like the face of the NBA right now in a lot of ways. And I agree, Jeff. He's like the premier guy to have as the face of the NBA. You know, from from what he represents off the court too. Um, yeah, I think the Middleton part is really tough. I mean, you can't have Grayson Allen be the guy that has to make up the points every single game. Like, he had a really good series against the Bulls, but Grayson Allen's not going to be scoring 30 a game. Jalen Brown's not going to let that happen. Man, Pat Connaughton. <laughs> yeah, Pat Connaughton will be jamming out. Um, but, uh, I, I, yeah, again, I, I, I never want to bet against the Bucks, but also from a Celtic perspective, like, we just saw them, you know, sweet Brooklyn with Kevin Durant. And it's like, if you can build your defensive schemes around one player and just force Giannis to do things that he doesn't necessarily want to do, or, you know, let Giannis get his and force these other guys to beat you. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough series um, for Milwaukee without. I agree. Yeah. If any team can pull it off of stifling Giannis, it's probably this uh, Celtics team, but there is Giannis has reached a level where you could tell me like, yeah, they're hounding him, playing perfect defense, but he still had forty. And, and fifteen boards. <laughs> yeah. Milwaukee's going to have a lot of open shots. Mm-hmm. They'll need shooters to knock it down. Um, miss Middleton. Last series I want to talk about in the first round before I give you guys my top ten players list. Um, Suns beat the Pelicans in six games. Devin Booker, hamstring injury, comes back, looks a little hobbled, but the Suns survived. Uh, shout out to the Pelicans, Jose Alvarado, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, uh, Larry Nance Jr. playing big minutes, Valanciunas, a fun team, um, and Willie Green, their coach. Uh, I think he's got something going there. They bring back Giannis, they'll be, or uh, Zion, they'll be fun. Um, did this series expose anything about the Suns to you, Alex, or is it just Devin Booker was hurt? I still think they are very, very good. Yeah, I think, um, look, and I've been saying this for quite some time on this podcast. I'm not a fan of Chris Paul. I can't stand him. And I, try, and I try my best to remove my own emotions as a Warriors fan about it. But, I mean, he played so well. I mean, he just – 14 for 14. Premier – closeout style i mean again we've been talking about a lot today right but just experience and chris paul has it which makes i think the phoenix Suns so good because they didn't have a lot of experience you know um but they're deep they know how to play um and if if devin booker is back to being healthy i mean i i don't think that they have a lot of weaknesses i think a lot of the conversation when the warriors look really good and then devin booker got hurt it's like you know oh the warriors are coming out of the west I don't think that's the case necessarily. Um, it's going to be a war. But yeah, it was awesome watching the Pelicans. I think I, I would put my money that Willie Green is coach of the year at some point in the next five years. Yeah. You know, with Zion coming back, that team was awesome. A lot of energy in New Orleans. It's so cool to watch these organizations that were, you know, crushed by one guy. You know, sometimes it just takes like getting Anthony Davis out of your organization to be able to start regrowing and, you know, finding out what liking your organization is going to be. Yeah, exactly. Would the Lakers redo that trade? Ingram for Davis? No, because you want a title. But 
certainly it would be nice to have Lonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Um, and But I don't know. I think they wouldn't redo it because they get the title. Um, Suns, Mavs, I think is going to be a, a war too. The, the final four we have in the West is unbelievable. I mean, really, the final four we have in the East is great too. It's just unfortunate with the Joel Embiid injury. Um, okay, guys, let's go well, and do it. I'm gonna... well, hang on one real quick. Yeah. On the Suns thing, um, Mikael Bridges is overlooked and he's good. He's, oh, he's really one of the best good. defensive players in the league. He can, he can ball. Um, so. Phoenix is legit, and the fact that Devin Booker pushed hard and came back, they're going to be tough to beat. But the one thing I want, forgot to say earlier that I want to make sure that I say, we were talking about young talent, and when we were talking about the Grizzlies, Desmond Bain is a monster. And where did this guy come from? His arms are giant. absolute beast. Yeah, he's, uh, he's terrifying. Yeah, he, he's huge. He's so big. He is good. He looks like uh, if you actually were able to inflate your arms, yeah. like with like an air pump. How I Jack saw that Patrick is. Beverly like try to get in his face, and Bane is just like laughing at him. Like I will crush you. Yeah, it's like um, the NBA 2K when you're making your my player and you just put him on the strongest uh, <laughs> scale. Um, okay, before we talk, uh, we wrap up with the series we're going to see. Top 10 NBA players right now. I've been working on this list for a few days. I've sent it to various people. Alex has seen a version of this list. Dad, you've seen a version, but I have edited it a bit. Uh, my number one player in the world is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think that's pretty easy. My number two is Stephen Curry. I still think Curry is number two. My number three is Nikola Jokic. Um, even though he just lost in the first round, my God, he is incredible. My number four, and this is where people might start to disagree, I can't not have KD at four. It was not KD's fault that they lost to the Celtics. Switch Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant, put KD on the Celtics. They sweep Jason Tatum in the nets. Jason Tatum's up there, and I think it's a compliment to Jason Tatum for him to be mentioned in the same conversation as Kevin Durant. But it, he, if you had to pick for one game, regardless of who's on the teams, you would still pick Durant. That's how I feel, at least. And you guys can chime in at the end. I'll go through this pretty quickly. Number five, I have Luca. Um, I love Luca. I think he's that good. I think he's that dude. Number six, I have Jason Tatum. Number seven, I have Joel Embiid. Number eight, I have LeBron James. Number nine, I have Devin Booker. And number 10, I have Chris Paul. And then the two that were left off that it's hard to not have in are John Morant and Jimmy Butler sitting right there on the outside of it. John Morant's got to be in the top 10. Who's John Morant better than? Is he better than Chris Paul, Devin Booker? I would take Devin Maybe. Booker over him. And Chris Paul is better. He might be better than both of those guys. Who else Alec, did you have on that list at 6, 7, 8? Tatum at 6, Embiid 7, LeBron 8, Booker 9, Paul 10. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a John Morant Stanley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, I think I think Brian and I texted you this. I think that's the only modification that I would change as well. Um, I, I love Devin Booker. I think his style is awesome. Um, but is Devin Booker without Chris Paul, like we think about him on Memphis, is he leading a team? To he's certainly not asked to carry the load. Conference conference finals, right? And he's not, yeah, he's not asked to carry the load. Um, but I mean, when we Chris can. Paul came in, it, it uplifted Devin Booker so significantly. Um, so I will probably have John too. Morant at eight, and then um, you know Devin Booker probably at 
just basically wait. So we had Devin Booker at nine, Chris Paul at ten. Yeah. So, so I switched. I swapped Devin Booker to, out, and I've Jaw at nine and Chris Paul at ten with Devin Booker and Jimmy Butler on the outside looking in. Yeah, I think the other one that's really interesting too is the um, Embiid Tatum, right? Because Jason Tatum, I, no knock on Jason Tatum. You know, he's really good. He's playing in an organization where everyone is really good, and he can play his style of basketball exactly how he wants. But Joel Embiid, MVP caliber year, dominant in his own right. I mean, when he is healthy, he is absolutely dominant. So I think that would be the other part of it where I would say, you know, is is Embiid higher on the list than mm-hmm. than Jason Tatum? Because Embiid's produced yeah. in crap situations too. Where yeah, I would exactly. set Tatum exactly. above him only because of the style. He like he can switch onto anybody on defense. It's more of a modern shoot. NBA. He, yeah, I just think he's more of a prototype for the style of play in the league. I mean, Embiid's the only him and Jokic, and Jokic is kind of a hybrid, right? Like he plays a lot of time up at the elbow and top of the mm-hmm. key. Is there Jokic another is a, just completely legitimate back to the basket big man in the league? I mean, I mean no, like the only guy. <laughs> I think that of Jonas Valanciunas. <laughs> that used to be every team had that guy. I yeah. go set yeah. up on the block. And it is shot in the post. And but that's like why. That's why I think I find it so amazing, though, is that that doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, he good. still is producing, and he's still like saying, you know, I can create whatever that role is. I mean, I'm I'm glad. I felt like the last two years, Joel Embiid had a couple times where he was like still trying to figure out what he is, and you know, he's taking ridiculous three point shots. Where now he, I think he feels a little bit stronger staying in the post and around yeah, the hoop and fuck and, people you know, up. Only doing probably two three pointers a game. Um, Brian and I were talking about like what would happen if Wilt came into the league right now, and we both concluded that he would destroy everyone. <laughs> yeah, he would crush. It's amazing talking about just like the the uh, player generation swap. Like uh, I was thinking about it too when we we're watching Winning Time, right? That mm-hmm. you know you have these guys that think that their era of basketball was the toughest era of basketball, right? Yada yada yada. If Kevin Durant went to the 1960s, 70s, 80s, oh 90s. You're telling, me, you're telling me that a 6'11 small forward yeah. wouldn't dominate? I mean, it, it's just, I, I don't know, understand why people can't respect these great guys. Players like, are LeBron great players. is dominating. Steph is dominating. I mean, these guys are so good and the level of play is so high. John Morant, you put him and back like, there. He's still d- dunking on everyone. Too. Elgin Baylor, Will, Bill Russell, still very good in today's league. You put Bob him in there. You're telling me Bob Cousy's going to try to god John Morant? <laughs> yeah, no. uh, John Morant's real name, Demetrius. Love it. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's Love go through our predi- predictions to wrap up. Thank you both for being here. Uh, we'll start with Heat versus 76ers. Um, I'm going to take the Heat in five. Um, I think I, I agree with Jeff, and I think that I think I think that Embiid will be back earlier than we think. Okay. I, so I, I'll, I'm going to go Heat, but I'm going to go six. I'll okay. go Heat and six. I agree with Alex. Heat and six. All right. Um, next series we got Suns Mavs. I'll let you guys start. Suns and six. I think I'm going to go Suns and five. Mavericks in seven. Oh, Lucas Stanley. 
Wow. It ha- it happens. We're, we're talking about Jason Tatum and oh, he just beat Kevin Durant, all the shit. Luka Doncic. I think there's a world where Luka Doncic makes a run at the title this year. I think it could happen. He's that good. I love the defensive team they have around him. I love Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson a few times should have gotten arrested in that series against the Jazz because he tried to murder Rudy Gobert. He tried to, and he successfully murdered Rudy Gobert multiple times just in public. So I have the Mavs in seven. You should have had that take at the beginning of the show so people could forget it before they finished listening. Because no, there's up. no way the Mavericks are winning the title this year. <laughs> it, watch it happen. I they don't think go it's going to happen. Dubs. But I think the if you get to the Western Conference Finals, I think well, who knows what could happen. I, I like the Mavs in seven. Um, Celtics versus Bucks. This is a fucking mindfuck one. I, I don't know what to think. Alex? I hate even selecting it. I, I really do. I don't know. Um, I think, though, with the ability for the Celtics to build a defensive scheme around Giannis, I'm going to go Boston in seven. Bucks in seven. Bucks in seven. I I just um, I think Giannis... Alex, we actually mentioned this last time we talked. He's he's. I think this could be like the O two thousand to two thousand three Shaq run of just like holy fuck, this dude is so physically dominant. Obviously, Shaq got Kobe, but we could be seeing that. Um, but I picked the Nets to win in six against the Celtics. So who knows what I know? Mm-hmm. Um, Celtics look really good. Um, all right, last one, boys. Warriors versus Grizzlies. Uh, Dad. How about you start? Um, I've been a Warriors fan since the really ugly days of the late 70s. The Grizzlies are going to win in seven. Warriors in six. I think it's going to be, I think the Warriors will steal a game in Memphis. Memphis will steal a game in San Francisco. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Warriors in seven. Wow. All right. Um, and that's it's going to be about I think all four of these series are going to be absolute battles. And my Luca Mavs pick does seem a little crazy, but I'm I, I hope that's a war because. Um, and, but you got to think you got to think that Luca right now is sitting there prepping for the series saying it all of the cards are there for me to become a suit like have a superstar story in this series. Right, like this is this is the opportunity. Either you get swept and you get crushed, and everyone says, "Can Luca do it?" Or you just say, "All right, I'm gonna go out and beat the Suns." And Dad, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Dad, is there a better uh, defensive matchup or person to throw at Luca Doncic than Mikael Bridges right now in the NBA? That's one thing I just thought about. That's a good guy to throw at him. They got a lot of guys they can throw at him there. They can put Paul on him for a little bit. Throw Jay Crowder, Paul's a great perimeter defender. Jay Crowder, Luca will they can eat throw Jay Crowder. Luca will eat yeah, Chris Paul Luca's as well. Luca's going to work. Luca's going to be tired at the end of the game. Luca's How many pick and rolls do they run Luca through when he's on defense? Just every single action, the entire Not game. Not many. I mean, if I'm, yeah, they'll probably try to isolate Luca on everyone. Yeah, poor Luca. And, I feel like every time he's going to come off a screen with Chris Paul switch, Chris Paul's going to like punch him in the balls and then they'll switch Devin Booker on him and then they'll switch Mikhail Bridges and it's going to be taking turns going at Luka um I would like to make another prediction that Chris Paul and Luka Doncic will east have at least 
two technical fouls in this uh, series. Oh, and sure. Chris Paul will be getting a flagrant. They're going to scrap. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for an ejection. I, I, I think there's going to be some nice ejections also in the Memphis, um, in the Memphis series. I think there's oh. going to be a, the second one of these guys on Memphis takes a shot at Steph, and then Draymond's going to fight someone, and then Draymond <laughs> ejected. Hopefully not. <laughs> the second Bain. Desmond Bain puts a muscle oh, on Steph Curry, um, Gary. That's Payton's why we missed Boogie. And, I know. Well, that's why you know. I shout out Bay Area. My favorite player on the Warriors. I got to go get his jersey. Juan Toscano Anderson. I want to see him get one minute or two just to get out there. And <laughs> That's scrap. not happening. <laughs> they actually throw him in for the, the uh, flagrant foul or something. But, uh, yeah, but also shout out to Boogie Cousins, who absolutely ate the Warriors for certain stretches of that series. Um, Alex, thank you so much for joining. Uh, enjoy your Saturday. Dad, thank you for joining as well. I will see you in a few seconds. Um, Thank you to everyone listening. We'll be back uh, covering this. Um, we actually timed it pretty perfectly in between the rounds. Um, it didn't. I didn't like have that plan, but it just worked out. So yeah, thanks to everyone listening. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Dad. All right, God see ya. bless. Thank you, guys. All right.